Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Nina. And you're listening to Slice Slice of Murder. Murder. Exactly. Yeah, we haven't been late. Yeah. So I think we're fine. This is episode 16. Mm-hmm. And um, before we get started, we are going to talk about our highs and lows of the week. Did you change the name? Um, <laughs> our Rose and Thorn. <laughs> Sorry, before we got started, I was calling it a glow and a grow. So I was a little bit confused. We're a little rusty right now. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, I can yeah, start, you start with my thorn. So my thorn is that I'm, I have a lot of work to do today. <laughs> I've just been so busy this weekend, Yeah. like finishing up with Christmas shopping and stuff. So I haven't had time, but I need to finalize my finals because this is our last week before our yeah. winter break. Yeah. And then my rose is that I'm done with Christmas shopping. That's good. Yeah, so I'm excited. Now I can't wait till they open mm-hmm. their gifts. Yeah. Um, my thorn was that we were supposed to go to Dave and Buster's last weekend, and that got canceled, and so I was really upset. And I was about to bring my Dave and Buster's card to school. Like, I still have the full-on, like, <laughs> card that you have for your points, and I was going to bring it to school, and I was so excited, and then it got canceled. You know, teachers need that. Exactly. We need to have fun, too. I need to have a good weekend. Dave and Buster's day every week. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have something to look forward to every week, or we will not make for it. For real. Week. Like, I don't know. I was so excited last week. Like, that's what made that last week go by so fast, I think. Yeah. I was so excited and then it got canceled but whatever and then my rose I guess is that just that this is the last week and that it's really not even a full week because I have two half days at the end of the week so it's really only like three real days and then two half days so that's my rose yeah I also have half days because of finals yeah and I am actually taking a four-day week so oh right I forgot about that (laughs) so that's my rose that this week basically isn't real Yay. All right. Um, also, we have our treats review. I just got the Trader Joe's peppermint bark. I might give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Just because it was really hard to bite into. It's really thick, so <laughs> it's really hard. I'm like, do we have to warm these up? In the I microwave? Know. <laughs> no, girl. No, it's chocolate. Just like a little Ding bit. That. Like 10 seconds. <laughs> no. I like the um Christmas crack butter that I keep on saying that I'm going to make, but I never mm-hmm. make. It's like the one with the saltine crackers, and you put like caramel Ooh. and then chocolate on it. And it's like a lot thinner. Like it's a lot like, it's like yeah. a, a cracker and not like this. But it's still pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I like the little peppermint yeah. or like candy canes on And top. they're cut very neatly. Like I thought it was going to be just random pieces, but they're cut in nice mm-hmm. squares. Very aesthetically pleasing to look yeah. at. Okay, so I'll get started um, talking about my case. I found this case because I was looking on Reddit, and I always look up, like, lesser-known true crime cases, and they always give me, like, good ones, like, local ones that I feel like you don't really hear about that often, so that's Mm -hmm. how I found it. Um, So this is the case of the eight-day bride. Um, So I'll give you a quick synopsis. Um, I've been getting majorly made fun of for looking up the plot synopses on Wikipedia to movies before I watch them, but this is basically the same thing, and we can see it's really helpful, and you can listen to this, this plot line right now, and then still have a good time (laughs) listening to the case. But this is different. So, I think it's perfectly normal that I look up the plot lines to movies, and then also still have a good time watching them. It's the I same guess. thing. I don't know. I think it's different. Because well, you're not giving everything away. I don't like to give the ending away. Right. In the synopsis. Well, maybe I'll start reading everything up until the ending. Yeah. On Wikipedia. All right. So, on May 20th of 1947, Christina Kettlewell was found deceased in Severn Falls, Ontario, her body lying in nine inches of river water. She was lying only 150 feet away from a cottage where she and her new husband had been spending their honeymoon. 
The cottage had been burnt to the ground, and when her death was investigated, a confusing tale was spun of insurance money, suicide letters, and even a possible love triangle. Mm. So we'll get into some background. This is kind of like an older case, um, and it is a Canadian case. So like all the places I'll talk about will all be in Canada. Cool. Well, yeah. you haven't done a Canadian case yet. No. Have we done it's one from another time. country yet? Or have no? we? I don't know. This might be our first one. Yeah. We're going international. Ooh. Yeah. So, Christina Cecilia Mocon was born on August 7th, 1925 in Toronto, Canada. Uh, her parents, Casimir and Mary Mocon, were first-generation Polish immigrants and were very religious. Um, and because this is kind of like an older case, like we're working in the 1920s, 1930s, there's not a ton known about her early life. Like, there's not a lot documented. Um, but when she was 19, Christina met and started dating a man named Jack Kettlewell. And this would be her eventual husband. So Jack was born a couple years earlier than Christina was. He was born in 1921 in Ontario. During the time he and Christina first met, and like during the bulk of their relationship, actually, he was working as a dentist in the army and was enlisted in World War II. So he was like not, I guess they had like a long distance relationship for like the majority of their relationship. They like weren't really together. I feel like that was pretty common back then. Yeah, I agree. Like you would just find somebody and I think a lot of people were either enlisted in the army. Like I think, I don't think he was drafted into it because he was working as a dentist. So I think a lot of people could choose to go overseas and work for the army. Like he wasn't on the front lines. He was just like working Mm -hmm. as a dentist for those fighting. Okay. Um, but th- I think a lot of people were dating or married to people who were in the army. So I feel like yeah. this was pretty common. But it is a little interesting, you know, like that the entirety of like when they first got together, like literally they only spent, I think, like nine months together before they got married, like in person. Okay. Which is just very short to me. But yeah, um, you know. Um, so in 1947, Christina was working in, at a bank in Ontario. Um, and by this time, Jack had come back from World War II. And Christina and Jack decided that they wanted to get married to each other. So her parents were not really happy about this because they were very, like I said, devout Roman Catholics. And so they disapproved of the marriage and they really did not want Christina to marry Jack. Um, One of their concerns was that Jack was not Roman Catholic and they wanted Christina to marry a man who shared their religious beliefs. Mm -hmm. So they were kind of worried that, you know, she wouldn't like uphold their religious beliefs if she got into a relationship with this guy. Yeah, was he religious? Um, I don't think so. I don't think, like, nothing about him said he was, like, religious at all, but he definitely was not Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they had a big problem with that. Which I do think it, like, affects some things. Like, some people care really strongly about getting, like, married in a church, and, like, you're not allowed to get married in a church if you're not baptized under, like, that specific yeah. religion. So, like, it could have been something to do with that. But I also feel like it has something to do with just, like, the values that they might have had. And it's, like, they don't believe that, like, anybody of any other religion can share their values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of research now that shows that couples that are different faiths, mm-hmm. um, they're more likely to get divorced. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Because that then when they have kids, it's, like... Mm-hmm. You know, they never talk about what they're going to raise their kids as. Right. Like, and what then... religion or, like, what they cared about. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's interesting. Yeah, it is. I feel like as long as he's open-minded about, about it. Yeah, I feel like know? it would work if it's, like, she wants to raise their kids Roman Catholic, and he's like, yeah, I don't care yeah. either way. Like, go for it or don't care. For it. Like, I don't think he was any, like, specific one faith. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, maybe he was, like, baptized into one church, but I don't think he really cared that much. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't like him. And also, they thought his best friend was a bad influence and a strain on their couple's relationship. So, Jack's best friend and roommate was named Ronald Barry, often nicknamed Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie had immigrated to Canada from Italy, and he often bounced around jobs at times, remaining unemployed for long periods of time. So, Ronnie had worked in construction, he had worked in insurance, he had worked as a hairdresser, and most recently, like at this time that this was, they were deciding whether or not to get married and dating, um, he was working as a ballroom dancer. So he had like a large variety of jobs. Wow. Yeah. Um, but Christina's parents were concerned with the amount of time that he spent with Jack and Christina. Like he, they all like hung out together and they were just concerned that like his bad habits would like kind of rub off on them and that like, I don't know, like they were just having like this third person in their relationship that they didn't 
that they thought was like not a good influence on them. Yeah, that's fair. They yeah. say you are who you hang out with. Right. So they probably saw that in him. So Jack and Christina were almost always accompanied by Ronnie. Um, so Jack and Ronnie lived together and Christina would often stay with the couple. Like she would stay with both of them because she was just living with her parents and then her relationship with her parents started to get bad, so she would, like, often, like, just go over to Jack and Ronnie's house. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um, and the couple spent a lot of time with Ronnie, more so than, like I said, Christina's parents. That was appropriate. And Christina's sister, Helen, even commented at one time that she believes Ronnie was in love with Christina, and that's why he spent so much time with the two of them. Mm. So their family was just, like, not really approving of this whole situation, and they were just kind of nervous, like, if Jack and Christina was, were going to get married. Um, they were just afraid, like, what might happen with this whole thing. Like, you know. I mean, like, once you get married, you're supposed to move in together. Like, without your best friend. But, like, their best friend is, like, following them around every single thing, you know? So they're just kind of worried. Yeah. I, I was wonder like, if they, like, talk to him. But I was like, as long as they're fine with it, like, I don't really see a problem, you know? Like, if they're just hanging out yeah. and they don't care, like, and they're just all friends, like, I think it's fine. Like, I mean, if they were uncomfortable with it, then... Mm-hmm. Like, then it would be a problem, but by all accounts, they were all, like, besties, like, all three of them. So, Christina's family tried to convince her not to marry Jack, and Christina started to refuse to return home, knowing her parents were going to try to convince her to leave him. Um, At one point, Helen, her sister, went to Jack and Ronald's apartment where Christina was staying. She tried to ask Christina to come home and leave Jack. Uh, This visit turned into a huge argument, and neighbors eventually called the police as they were worried about all the noise coming from the apartment next door. Um, And Helen eventually left, and Christina stayed with Jack. Uh, So, unconvinced by her parents' wishes, uh, Christina decided Jack was the man that she wanted. And I sometimes feel like when your parents tell you not to do something, you want to do do it it even more. So, like, like, the more I feel like they got on her about, like, not marrying him the more she probably was, like, fighting back against that and the more she wanted to marry him. Yeah. So, like, maybe they should have just chilled out and, like, let her be. Because then maybe she would have decided that she didn't want to marry him after all. Like, yeah, she would have come to her own realization. Right. Or maybe she just felt super rushed into it. Like, oh, like, I have to get married to him really fast. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I mean, I said they were only together in person for, like, eight months before they decided to get married. But it's, like, maybe... You know, they felt so rushed to get married because she was afraid that their parents would try and, like, physically separate them, like, physically split them up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, many people back then would get married just so they can live together. Especially her, since she's religious. Yeah. I feel like that might have been a way for her parents to let her live with him. Right. Yeah. So, she and Jack eloped um, on May 12th, 1947, just, like, a few days after her sister came over and they had a huge fight. So I feel like that was kind of, like, the tipping point. Like, she was like, okay, let's just do it. Like, let's just get married. Like, we just had this huge fight. Like, they're going to, like, be on us about mm-hmm. not getting married until I do marry you. Then there's nothing that they can do. So, so it was mainly her idea to yes. get married? Yes. Okay. So um, after they got married, Christina and Jack spent a couple days living in Jack and Ronnie's apartment. And on May 17th, Christina and Jack decided to take a trip for their honeymoon. Uh, Ronnie owned a cottage in Severn Falls, Ontario. This cottage was very remote. It was like a cabin in the woods kind of thing. Like, it wasn't like a, a, um, a beachside yeah, kind of honeymoon. Yeah, not like a resort. No, no, no. <laughs> it was like, it was like, I don't Secluded. know. It was, like a, it was like a camping kind of honeymoon, which okay. I'm not really into that. But, Me either, but <laughs> um, to each their own. If you're into that, go for it. <laughs> I, I personally want either a um like a beachfront resort or i want to go on a safari either or yeah but maybe they didn't have the fun since it happened so spontaneously yeah i yeah i don't think and i don't know how big honeymoons were around then like i don't know that's true it was as big of like as a market as it is now you know yeah i don't know so it was very remote um it was like in between two rivers and so it was only accessible by boat like you could you could drive to a certain point, but then you had to take a boat to get to the cabin. Okay. Um, so the couple headed out for their honeymoon, and they were accompanied by Ronnie. So Why is best, he their coming? <laughs> I get it's his cabin, but if he's letting them use it yeah. for their honeymoon, yeah. he should be like, okay, this is the time where I right. let them have their own like, time. I this love, is their honeymoon. Yeah, I love my friends, but I don't think they would come with me to my honeymoon. No. Like, that's a little bit weird. So 
Like, that's what, that's why you have a bridal shower. Right. Exactly. Or a whatever, what is it called? Bachelorette. Uh, yeah. But that's a bachelor party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean, I don't think he needs to be with him at all points in time, but no. he decided to come out. Again, I think they're all fine with it. Like, they're both fine with it. Like, they were just, like, all going out there together. Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, like I said, like, maybe honeymoons weren't as big of a, as a thing as they are now. Like, now it's, like, just specifically the couple. the couple, but maybe it was a little different back then. I don't know, but it, I think it's still pretty weird. Yeah. So, as soon as they arrived at the cabin, uh, Christina reportedly began acting very oddly. She was acting dazed like she didn't know where she was and would cry randomly throughout the day. She also reportedly told Ronnie that Jack didn't love her and had never loved her. But we don't know if this information is true as this is secondhand information given by Ronnie um, in a police interview and in an inquest trial later on. That's, yeah, I was yeah. going to say that's so strange that all of a sudden... Yeah, so we don't know if that's true, but that is just what's reported on. Mm-hmm. So that's just apparently what began, what began happening first. Okay. So on May 20th, this is three days after they got there and five days after they got married. So eight days in total. That's where like the name comes from is like the eight-day bride. Like she was only a bride uh, for eight days. Okay. Yeah, so this is like the eighth day after they got married. Um, on May 20th, Ronnie went sunbathing. So, Severn Falls seems to kind of have weather of, like, varying types during May. Like, I obviously couldn't check the weather for, like, 1947, because, like, <laughs> I don't think that they have records for that, that far back. Yeah. So, like, it could have been vastly different. I don't know. But yeah. when I check the weather, the, it's, like, super different. Like, on different days, it's, like, super different. Like, it's, like, 50 degrees on one day, and then, like, 90 degrees the next day. What? So, That's like, it's just, like, really random. Yeah. So, but I was just interested because I was like, oh, like, May in Canada, it, I feel like it's probably pretty cold. Like, how are you going sunbathing? Yeah, it's in, the spring. Right. Like, it's not, like, it's summer. Like, yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, I guess, like, if it is 90 degrees, like, on some days that would be And maybe that's fine. warm for Canadians because right. it's I typically mean, colder. Sometimes I think Canada's, like, a whole, like, an Arctic country, but I think it's kind of, like, an normal weather. I think it's pretty cold there. Only in certain parts, I think. Okay. Yeah. Not this part? I mean, I think like, I think it's like cold, colder in the winter, obviously, mm-hmm. than it is here, but then I think in the summer it's like kind of normal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know much Because I've been to Canada in the summer and it's like pretty warm. <laughs> it's not like it's like Arctic. It's the same. <laughs> So, so I don't know, but it is May. I'm like, sometimes May is kind of cold, yeah. you know? So I, I don't know. So I would just be intrigued to see the weather that day because like, obviously some days in that month do not seem ideal for sunbathing. Like if you're going to go sunbathing, I feel like it has to be pretty warm, mm-hmm. like not like 50 degrees. And so yeah. it'd be kind of weird to be like, oh, I'm going sunbathing, but it was 50 degrees on that day. Like, Yeah. So do you think it was not a warm day and he's just saying that? I mean, nothing odd was, like, ever mentioned about the weather, so, like, maybe it wasn't that cold that day, mm-hmm. but I would just be interested to see, just to, just to see. Yeah, what yeah. the weather nothing, was like. nothing was mentioned about the weather at all, okay. and, like, obviously you can't find anything about that, so, I don't know, it just seems like when we get into the theories of what happened, I would just be interested to see, maybe that was, like, a very convenient way for him to say that he was out of the house during mm-hmm. this time, you know? Yeah. And had no idea what was going on because he was out of the house. And nobody would be able to, like, verify that information because it's not like mm-hmm. he's saying he's going anywhere. Like, he's just saying he's, like, sunbathing. sunbathing. Yeah. Um, and, he, and something else odd about him sunbathing is he seemed to go pretty far away to go sunbathing because um, he said that after he was done, he walked back to the cabin and noticed smoke coming out of the house. So, like, you, I, I would think, like, why are you going on a hike to go sunbathing? You know? Like... If you are that far away from your house that you have to walk back to it and then, like, you do not notice smoke coming out of your house mm-hmm. until you walk to your house, like, you must be pretty far away. Like, yeah. it's not like he's, like, in this cabin. And the cabin was, like, on the banks of a river. Like, it was only, like, literally 150 feet away from a river. So it's, like, I would think that you would just go down to the river where your cabin is at and just, like, lay out there. But I think, like, it makes it seem like he went a little bit further because he said, like, he walked back to the cabin and he, like, didn't notice. Like, he was not in eyesight of his cabin from where he was laying sunbathing. Okay. Which is pretty he weird. He went on a 
long walk. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't really know. But he noticed smoke coming out of the house, um, and he realized the house was on fire. Um, and he went inside to see if either Jack or Christina was caught inside. Uh, he only found Jack, who was sitting with, in a chair with a large head wound and seemed very disoriented and confused. Um, Ronnie asked him if he knew where Christina was, and Jack could not answer. Like, he couldn't talk. It just seems like he had, like, you know, when you get hit in the head and you're, like, really out of it. Like, it just seems like he was, yeah, like... Yeah, he was out of it. Really out of it. Like, he was not making sense, and he didn't really seem to be, like, um, understanding, like, the situation, like, what was going on. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't even panicked about... According to Ronnie, he wasn't even, like, panicked about, well, like, leaving the fire. He was just, like, yeah, sitting in the sitting living room. in there. Yeah. So, Ronnie, like, helped Jack out of the house, and um, he went back in, um, but couldn't find Christina. So, since he couldn't find Christina, he went straight to the hospital with Jack. Um, he then contacted the police to tell them about the cottage, but within the hour, the cottage was burnt completely to the ground. So, everything in the cottage was burnt to the ground. Wow. At the hospital, Jack was questioned by police about the fire and how he got the head wound, and Jack said that he could not remember being attacked, um, like the moment of the attack or anything before it, or even who had attacked him. Um, and he also couldn't remember anything about like being in the fire. Like he was just like it was just kind of like a. That's a bummer. Yeah, he said it was just kind of like a blank space, you know. Um, and when doctors who were examining him, um tested his blood they found that his system was flooded with codeine which is like an opioid like that's like what you take you know and like you have a cough like it's like an opioid like it kind of like Mm -hmm. calms you but back then i think it was this was like a a stronger yeah like a stronger version of like what we take today like that's like how you make lean you know like how you make like with like you put cough syrup in it's because they're like that's what i was thinking yeah it's because they're like trying to use like the opioids in that Mm -hmm. to like get you high but it slows your reactions right right so that's what they found in his system um so it kind of makes sense like compared like combined with his head wound that he would have been kind of out of it and maybe he wouldn't remember what had been going on in the past couple hours or he wouldn't have kind of realized what was going on, like, if he was sitting in the living room yeah, when, the fire, when the fire started. So do they think they, this was intentional or someone um, So they don't know, because they really have no evidence. This case is not solved. Like, they really have no evidence of if it was I intentional not, no, it was not solved. or if it was unintentional. Um, but there are some things that, like, line up later, like, somebody else has coding in their system. Um, so they kind of think it's suspicious, but they have no evidence to prove whether or not it is Yeah, because this just makes me think of her when she was acting, like, really mm-hmm. out of it and mm-hmm. screaming things. Mm-hmm. That seems to me like she was drugged or, like, on something, too. Right. Um, so later in the day, a boathouse owner named Neville Sweet discovered a body by the banks of the river. And this body was that of Christina. Uh, He found her face down, dressed only in a nightgown, and she had no burn marks on her body or her clothing, and no wounds either. So, it... Nothing. Nothing. Um, And this was 150 feet away from where the cabin was. So, that's why I'm like, this Ronnie must have gone somewhere else to go sunbathing, because otherwise he would have seen this whole scene. Like, she... Like, it was like a downhill slope. Like, she was in the water, just like, face down, like, on the banks of the the river really mm-hmm. because she was only like in nine inches of water um so like he would have seen something if he was close yeah which, it's only nine inches you know begs the question like where was he like and why did he go that far away you know just yeah. in my opinion like, like if you have a house by the river yeah if you have a house by the river like why are you not why are you going somewhere else yeah i don't know but firefighters actually reported that when they had responded to the house to put out the fire they had not seen the body either, and they had been by the water to fill their pumps. So, like, obviously, oh, wow. they're gonna go to like the straightest, like the closest location to yeah. fill their pumps to put out the fire. And they, none of nobody could ever remember seeing her body, and it was like in pretty clear view. Um, so they thought this was really strange. Like, somewhere between the time that the fire started and the firemen put it out, and when the boathouse owner found her, mm-hmm. like, her body had just appeared there. Do you think that it was possible she was still, like, running around and then this happened? Maybe. Or somebody, like, moved her to be put her there. To put her there. Okay. So we don't really know. Um, her body was brought in for an autopsy. And the autopsy technician found, like I said, there was no burns 
or there was no smoke damage to her lungs. So that suggests that she hadn't been inside the cottage when it caught fire. So she hadn't been anywhere like near the fire because they couldn't find any trace of like yeah. um, smoke inhalation or anything like damage caused by fire yeah. on her body. That's so interesting. Yeah. And she had not been physically harmed in any way. But when blood tests were done, codeine was found in her system, like the same drug that was found in Jack's system. Mm. So they kind of found this really odd and kind of suspicious. Yeah, unless they were doing this together. But was there, you know, past instances where this happened or were they known Uh, for doing this? No. No. Yeah, so they just found this really suspicious. Um, And because there was nothing else, like no other information, uh, nothing else found on her body, the autopsy determined that she had died by drowning, although her body was only in nine inches of water. So this is possible. Like, you can drown this in, like, this little of, like, an amount of water. Like, it only takes a couple of inches of water to drown, especially for, like, a young child who can't turn their head or, like, a person incapacitated in some manner. Because, like, if you're face down and you can't turn your head, like, you can drown in Mm -hmm. three inches of water as long as the water is covering your mouth and nose. So it is possible, but Christina was able-bodied, so she should have been able to turn her body over so she was able to breathe unless she was incapacitated by, like, let's say, like, an opioid in her system. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, either whether that was voluntarily, whether she did use that voluntarily or maybe involuntarily. Yeah. Um, and so they found this whole thing pretty suspicious. They were getting really no answers from any autopsies. They were getting no answers from Jack or Ronnie about what had happened. Like, all they know at this point is that, like, they got to this cottage. Uh, Ronnie said she began acting strangely. And then a few days later, like, a fire breaks out. And then she... She Turns drowned. up down. Yeah. So on June 19th, 1947, an inquest began to um, discover what could have led to her death and determine some answers about this incident. So the inquest and the case, like, in general, immediately caught the attention of some major news outlets. Um, and I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. Like, it is a very strange case. So it was, like, immediately sensationalized. And, like, the media went crazy with, like, reporting the case and, like, showing up to the inquest and everything. Mm -hmm. But it was, like, a very popular thing. It was, like, a very big deal. So a lot of people knew about it back then? Yes, a lot of people. And it almost reminds me of, like, like, you know how in, like, modern American history there's, like, certain cases that, like, people showed up to the courtroom and, like, packed the courtroom? Like, the O.J. Simpson trial was, like, the first, like, televised Mm -hmm. trial, and that was, like, a huge deal. Like, that was so sensationalized. And, like, the Ted Bundy trial, like, so many people were there. Like, this kind of seems like the same thing. Okay. Like, it was, like, very well known, and there was Mm -hmm. a lot of people showing up to listen to the explanations of what had gone on and, like, listen to these people talk. Yeah, because it's hard to tell just by hearing what you've said so far. It's like, it could have been anyone. Like, any, Mm -hmm. like, maybe someone who was also there around the cabin. Mm -hmm. Or, like, they did it voluntarily. It's just a really odd case. So I can see how that was really popular back then. And I'm just wondering why it's not told as much now. Yeah. Because you said you found it on that Reddit. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, yeah, it was just, like, somebody being, like, oh, like, it's a local case. Like, it was really, it just, like, I don't don't hear it talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. So, it just, I don't know, something that's, like, I forget what they said, but it was, like, oh, like, Canada's version of, like, like, one of Canada's, like, unsolved cases. Mm -hmm. So, like, they don't really talk about. Yeah. It is weird that I feel like it's not done more often. Yeah. But I kind of like that. I kind of like learning about things that I've, like, never Mm -hmm. heard of before. So, I'm glad. So, um, during the inquest, the public, like, the general public, not only packed the courtroom, but the grounds outside, so, like, there was people inside the courtroom, people outside the courtroom, kind of, like, waiting to see what would happen, and, and some were even approaching Jack and Ronald, the main witnesses, for autographs, so they were, like, even obsessed with these people, too. Um, and it wasn't a trial to determine if Jack and Ronnie had, like, murdered Christina, like, it wasn't like they were being put on trial for murder or anything, Mm -hmm. it was, like, literally just to see, like, if there was foul play involved in her death, um, but still, like, I feel like that's so disrespectful to Christina's family that, like, you're going up and 
approaching like the two people who had been seen with her last before she died and like asking, asking them for, for autographs. autographs? Yeah. yeah. So I I'd can't be imagine so mad. her family, mm-hmm. especially because they didn't want her to marry him. Right. Like it yeah. must have been just like their worst nightmare come true, you know? Yeah. Like they thought something was bad was gonna happen if she married him and then they and it something did. did and now like all these people are just kind of like using it as like a show, like if they're just like I don't know. It's just, like, is entertainment to them. Like, you know, like, they're treating these people like movie stars, and they're just, like, totally ignoring the fact that she passed away, like, very tragically. That's so frustrating, because yeah. I feel like that still happens mm-hmm. today with, I like, think so Ted too. Bundy. Like, yeah, people romanticize, like, yeah. all kinds of, like, public figures. Like, just puts them on a pedestal higher than they need to be, yeah. you know? And they totally forget about, like, the victims, who should really be the people that are talked about mm-hmm. like not really yeah the not people that killed them so yeah um so yeah this is just a trial to determine if there was foul play in her disappearance but like still like i said i think that's kind of disrespectful so there were a couple of different theories looked at within the trial and these are the main theories that like kind of the general public thinks are true as well so i'm going to go into there's like two main theories but the second theory has like two subparts to it but the first one is that christina was suffering from extreme mental illness and committed suicide and attempted to murder jack as well mm-hmm. so the first theory is that this is all voluntary she um tried to kill herself by poisoning herself with codeine maybe that wasn't working and then so she drowned herself in the river as a result uh and she murdered jack because she was mentally ill But the jury was presented with several pieces of evidence that suggested that Christina had an undiagnosed mental illness and was having suicidal and homicidal thoughts. Mm. Ronnie, like we stated earlier, um, went before the court and claimed that Christina had been acting strangely from the point that she got to the cottage. And he, he said that she was moody and highly emotional. But it is worth noting that Jack does not recall Christina acting strangely. Like, he doesn't remember anything happening. And, I mean, to be fair, like, he is a man. Like, my boyfriend is, like, does not realize when I'm mad at him either. (laughs) So, like, I mean. He might have been oblivious (laughs) to it. Maybe he was just, like, being dumb and was, like, didn't really realize. Yeah, like, I I don't know. That's, like, sometimes that happens. (laughs) But only Ronnie could recall her acting strangely and, like, Mm -hmm. saying any of these things. And during the inquest, Ronnie also brought forth three letters from Christina as evidence. The first letter was addressed to him and dated April 6th, which was Easter Sunday before they had gotten married. Um, In the letter, Christina wrote to Ronnie and said that she had attempted suicide by poison. She wrote that she could not bear to think of another girl getting married to Jack or even being with him, and that this was the easiest way to deal with her fears. Because I guess she thought that they weren't going to, like, last or anything, so, like, this is what she decided decided to do. This second letter was also written to Ronald from Christina. Christina had written this letter shortly before Jack proposed to her. And in the letter she wrote, When you love someone, you really love him. And I know there is no one for me but Jack. And if I cannot have him, I don't intend anyone else to. As you might say, I waited in the hope that Jack would ask me to marry him. But I now realize that I might just be a passing fancy. Um, so this was, like, really shortly before he proposed to her. But I was like, girl, like, if this is real, like, you were with him for, like, seven months. like." I feel like you can wait a little bit longer before somebody proposes to you for before like giving up complete and total hope, yeah. you know? And like he stayed with you through the entire like he stayed with her for like 3 years before that. I was like, I mean, I don't think that he's just like <laughs> stringing you along like um but I don't think that these are real letters. But if they are, I'm like, come on, girl. Yeah. yeah. Um and she said that she had, she told Ronnie that she had poisoned her own and Jack's food in hopes of killing them both so that he could not marry anybody else. So Ronnie was trying to like kind of bring forth evidence that said that she um, was mentally ill and that she didn't want Jack having anybody else. And when she thought Jack was not going to propose to her, she tried to kill both of them. And one question, Jack did say that he did feel ill around this time. Like it was only like a week before he proposed to her. Which was, like, literally, like, 
three weeks before this, like two weeks before this. So it wasn't like he was remembering back months and months and months. Mm -hmm. Like it was only like, I think it was like two weeks before this is like was all happening. Um, Or like before like the, the, not before the inquest happened, but before like everything had gone down. Um, but the third letter was addressed to Mrs. Thomas, who was the landlady that apart of the apartment that Christina stayed in with Jack and Ronald before heading to the cottage. And a section of the letter reads, Ronnie is in the boat somewhere outside. By the time he gets back, everything will all be over with. He must be afraid something would happen because he is staying an extra day to make sure we go back to Toronto with him. So these are the three letters that she wrote. Two of them were to Ronnie and then one of them was to their landlady. I don't understand the letter to the landlady. She's, like, talking about how Ronnie, like, this, I think he, this letter is um, supposedly written, like, right before she committed her crime, saying that, like, Ronnie had, didn't have anything to do with it. Like, he's oh, somewhere outside. His name. He's somewhere gone. Um, and, like, by the time he gets back, like, everything is going to be done. Yeah. So, like, I'm doing this all within this minute. Mm-hmm. Like. So, by the time he gets back, like, everything's going to be over with. Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting. She wrote it, or, like, addressed the landlady. Mm -hmm. I'm like, were they friends? Like, I I wouldn't write that to my landlord. Like, Or just, like, I don't know, I guess if you're thinking about, like, suicide letters. Mm -hmm. If I wrote a letter to my landlord, I'd be like, fix our washing machine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wouldn't you just do, like, generally? Yeah. I don't even know if it was supposed to be a suicide letter. Like... Like, I don't even know if it was supposed to be, like, this was who she was addressing it to. Like, that was the only person she was telling. I don't, like, it's just a very strange letter. That's why I think it's, that's why I'm suspicious of, like, this. It's like, what a coincidence that his name is being cleared from all of this. Like, it's just very, yeah, it's just very, it seems very intentional that he's not, like, he's getting off, Mm -hmm. you know. like being mentioned and being named that he's getting off i'm like i don't know if i was going to do that i feel like that would not be my first thought is to like clear somebody else's name you know like it would just be a letter like Like, yeah you wouldn't tell them to come in the first place right like why that's what you were thinking about doing yeah 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 so these letters like do seem to prove that christina was suffering from suicidal and homicidal thoughts and she seems to indicate that she is capable of killing herself and Jack. So if these are real, this would pretty much prove, you know, the first theory, um, which is that she was maybe on drugs. Maybe this was just like her mental illness and she had had enough and she attempted to kill Jack and then maybe thought she had killed him, mm-hmm. overdosed him with codeine, hit him in the head as a safe measure lit a fire and tried to burn down the cabin like knowing he couldn't get out and then drowned herself in the river it's interesting how they think it was her I'm like why don't you think it was the husband right um i guess because like he survived and he exactly. was like you know <laughs> but <I> like <laughs> like with a head wound you know so maybe they're like oh like couldn't have been him that's interesting because right. i'm just picturing so she just hits him in the head or maybe she's like the house on fire first. and then runs and drowns herself mm-hmm. in the river. Yeah. So that's the first theory. Now, some people don't think that the letters are real. Um, yeah. So some believe that the letters were staged to cover up Christina's suspicious death for a couple different reasons. So at the inquest, um, a handwriting expert confirmed that the handwriting on the letters matched handwriting that belonged to Christina. So. He came in, he analyzed letters that had been written by her before, and he analyzed these letters, and he was like, yes, it's a match. These are written by the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, but some even aren't convinced by, like, that, those, like, that the, evidence. yeah, that evidence, because first of all, Ronald only told anybody, Jack included, about these letters during the inquest. Like, if your best friend was at risk of being murdered, like, don't you think you would have told him about that before? Like, I wouldn't be, like, like just getting these letters After. and then, like, ah, oh, bruh, like, sorry, like, I forgot to tell you, like, your wife was trying to murder you. Like, I feel like if that was my best friend, you know, um. Yeah, you would definitely you tell would him. 
definitely reach so out. So wh- when were the letters found again? So he just brought them as evidence. But he said she wrote them like before. Right, before. Uh, April 6th and then on Easter Sunday. Okay. And then and then it was like a couple days before they got, before he proposed. Yeah, there is no way. Yeah, so he just brought them. It was a little weird, but... Um, yeah, like, I, I had these. I had these, and, and I never told you. Like, sorry, dude. Like, she was trying to kill you, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I just forgot. I thought she was kidding. Um, second, while the cottage had burned to the ground, none of the letters had been harmed. So, I mean, the first two probably wouldn't have been in the cottage, but like, she had written that letter to the landlady that was supposedly written while they were there, you know, like Ronnie's out on the boat or whatever. And, but he's like, yeah, this one didn't burn up. Like, the whole thing, literally the whole thing burned to the ground, but suddenly this letter, like, letter somehow this letter was unharmed. Hmm. I'm like, it's on paper. That's like, suspicious. It probably would have burned. But also, why would he know where these letters are? Right. And not her husband? Yeah. I mean, the first two were written to him only. Okay. So he would have had why. the first two in possession. But I'm like, but then how did you find that third one? Like, that's really weird. Yeah. Unless she had, like, told him... You know, you need to deliver this to the mm-hmm. landlady or something, but that just makes it sound like he was in on it. If yeah. she's writing these letters, like you're part of it. If you right. need this information and are exactly. not doing anything about it, exactly. instead, like you're going with them, yeah, leaving the cottage, right? Just very suspicious. Yeah. Um, and then third, just handwriting experts in general—they're not perfect. Like you. I mean, yes, I think that they do have the ability to be like, oh, this and this are the same handwriting, like they're written by the same people. But it's like maybe they couldn't, they wouldn't be able to tell if it was like tr- somebody trying to write exactly like her, mm-hmm. you know? Like that could have been it too. Like somebody could have studied her handwriting and wrote something almost exactly like her. It's like maybe they messed up. They're not, they're human, you know? It's not like it's an, it's not like it's a robot analyzing. Yeah. And this Each is, the, what, the 1950s? Yes. Yeah. So. 19, yeah. So yeah. They were doing. And even today, like, they're not yeah, really not perfect. It's not as accurate as, like, other scientific methods, like, used to do- gather evidence, like, because it is people just observing it and analyzing it. Like, yeah. obviously, you can make a really good assumption about whether or not it matches, but there's always that chance that somebody is just a very, like, really good at forgery and, like, mm-hmm. knows how to copy other people's handwriting. Like, you never know. So that was the first theory. Um, and now we're going to just theory number two, and this is the one that had two sub subparts. So this is the theory that Christina's murder was staged um, by Jack, by Ronnie, or by both of them. Mm-hmm. So there are two subparts of this story, but first I'm going to talk about, like, why people don't believe she was suicidal. So first of all, Ronnie's story changed throughout the inquest, which led some people to believe that he was hiding something. We all know once they change yeah. up their story, I know. It's there's never something good. there. Yeah. It's never good. <laughs> never good. So he initially told police, like, remember, like, he went to police, he, went, he brought Jack to the hospital, and then he told police, he, was, he gave a police interview there. Um, that he had found Jack alone in the cottage, he had dragged him to safety, and he had searched for Christina but had failed to find her. Um, but in his revised statement, which he delivered at the inquest, uh, Ronald claimed that when he entered the burning cottage in the first place, he found Christina beside Jack. Um, she, he said that she was crying and just, like, kind of hysterical. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't move, wouldn't respond to him, you know, just was, like, just by him and just crying. When she refused to respond to Jack or to Ronnie or leave the cabin, um, Ronald dragged Jack outside. And around 15 minutes later, when smoke started billowing from the kitchen door, Ronald said he re-entered the cottage to save Christina, but she was gone. So this is like a very different story yeah. than he first told. That's like, very different. It's not even like slightly the same and he's like oh this one part changed mm-hmm. like this entire thing the changed the whole story because now he's saying he saw both of them inside. right and to me it was kind of like he was trying to make it seem like he found her like next to him like the cabin's on fire he found christina next to jack with a head wound and she was unharmed you know like trying to make it seem like 
she had crying. done something, like she felt guilty about doing something, um, and that he walked in on that, you know, trying just to put more of the blame onto her. Like, why would you not say that at the beginning? Right, and then even if this was true, why would you wait 15 minutes to go back into the house to try and get her out? You know, like, I understand yeah. if it's, like, your best friend, you're like, maybe if you have to choose between two mm-hmm. people, like, you would bring out your best friend first, and your best friend is the one that has, like, this head wound and is, like, not talking to you, but, like, you know, why would, wouldn't you just drag him out and then immediately go back in for, like, the other person? Like, if he can drag Jack out, who's a man, like, he can definitely drag Christina out. Like, she's probably a lot lighter, Mm -hmm. even if she's not responsive, like, to him, like, he could definitely drag her out of there, you know? It's just very weird. Yeah. This whole thing is just... It's just a weird, like, it's weird that he changed his story. Mm-hmm. And then, now that you know she ran away, why, do, why wouldn't you try to tell the police? Or, right, like, immediately. Know. Like, if, yeah. like immediate, why wouldn't that be your first thing? Like, mm-hmm. oh, she ran, like, I'm afraid she's going to hurt herself. Like, yeah. she hurt Jack, and, like, I'm just afraid that this is what she's planning to do. Like, why wouldn't you tell police that right away? He didn't. He was just like, oh, like, my cabin is burning down, you know, like. He never told police that at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, that was only brought into account later. Later. Yeah, yeah, so at least when the firefighters show up, showed up, so at least they knew to look for her. Right, like, but they could have had somebody. It seems like they didn't know no, to look for her. No, and it's like they didn't see her then, yeah. so she could have still been alive at that point. Mm-hmm. If Ronnie's story is true, if she did really run, that she still could have been alive at that point, like... You just never know. So, but I don't know. This, when you change your story, I'm, like, immediately suspicious. Yeah, and, and I'm also thinking about a motive. Like, if this story mm-hmm. is true, like, what was his motive? Oh, we'll get into that. Okay. That's actually this part. <laughs> so, this is 32 part one. Christina's murder was staged in order to collect insurance money from Christina. Oh, there so it is. So, she was killed um, so Ronnie could collect insurance money from her. So, like we kind of talked about at the beginning of this whole thing, um, Christina's parents did not like Ronnie because he was known to have a lot of money issues. He jumped around jobs a lot, and he didn't really have, like, a lot of savings built up to keep him afloat. So, he could have been struggling a lot financially at this time. And this theory suggests that Ronald and Jack killed Christina in order to collect her life insurance. Or, Ronnie killed Christina and tried to make it seem like Christina killed Jack or attempted to kill Jack in order to collect Christina's life insurance. But how would he get the insurance money? Well, just before he married Christina, Jack took out two $5,000 life insurance policies on himself and Christina and named Ronnie as the beneficiary of both policies. Oh my god. (laughs) So, why not their families, or like, why not each other? Like, that's just weird. But... Why, Ronnie? Are you all really that close? But what they learned is that Ronald was the beneficiary of all of Jack's possessions. Like, in his will, like, if he died, everything would go to Ronnie. Not to his wife? Not to his wife, not to his family, just to Ronnie. So They must have been really close. Right. So, that's how he would get the money. It's like he was literally the beneficiary of this life insurance policy. That's insane. And also, don't tell people that they're your number one so like like he obviously told them mm -hmm. he obviously knew yeah he obviously knew and within those policies there was like a clause that stated that the beneficiary beneficiary of those life insurance policies would get twice the sum in case of accidental death of either spouse so like if both of them died like then they would get double that double the money oh my god so in today's money like if both of them died he would have collected two hundred sixty thousand dollars now only christina died but jack was also found with a head wound and in a burning fire so maybe he was uh trying to collect that two hundred sixty thousand dollars and have it both be an accidental death Mm -hmm. but then maybe he regretted right is that what that theory is saying i think it's it's just it's just kind of suggesting that ronnie either killed christina and attempted to kill jack to collect the money or he just wanted to kill christina and they staged kind of the thing together to make it seem 
like Christina was suicidal and homicidal, you know, and Jack wasn't ever meant to die. Like he wasn't given a fatal head wound and Ronnie eventually saved him. So like he wasn't meant to die. It was just like a cover up by both of them. Yeah, I don't think he was meant to die because he ended up saving him. Right, right. So that theory is mainly like he and Jack kind of killed Christina together yeah. to, to collect the money. Um, also, Ronnie took out a $5,000 insurance policy, which was like $65,000 today, on the cottage that burns completely down to the ground. And this policy named Jack as his beneficiary. So it would benefit him to have this cottage be uh, ruined Jack. because then he would get $5,000 and Jack would get $5,000. Oh. Yeah. So just there's a lot of money yeah, things going on. You know, there's a lot of money things. So that is one motive. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Christina's expensive wedding ring was never found. So she was found without her wedding ring and it was pretty expensive. Like it was a pretty nice wedding ring. So that led some to believe that, I mean, maybe it, it could have been lost, like, while she was, like, running or when she was, wherever she was mm-hmm. between the time that the cottage was burning and then when she was found in the lake or in the river. But some people believe Ronald might have stolen it from the scene um, to pawn it for money. Yeah. If this whole theory is true, right. I can see how that would also tie into yes. everything. Um, and Ronnie also brought up a story at the inquest that Christina had been raped by five men in April 1946 who blackmailed her about the incident. Um, Ronnie told police that at that time he borrowed money from several friends and gave Christina $12,000, which is about $155,000 today. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it is a lot of money to, um, like stop the blackmail and pay the men off. So. Questions remain, like, he never said if he expected to be paid back or if, like, she ever did pay him back for that money because that is a lot of money, you So know? he's saying that she borrowed money from him? Yes. About $155,000 worth That's today. interesting. Um, so this, like, the murder could have been his way of being like, oh, well, you owe me this money and, like, you haven't, been, you haven't paid it back and now I'm broke and I need money. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how I'm going to get it back. Um, some people believe that Ronald and Jack were in on it together, but by all accounts, Jack, like, didn't really have a personality for it. He was, like, he really did not like confrontation. He actively avoided confrontation, and he just kind of, like, went along with what other people said just so he didn't have to get in fights with other people. Like, he was very easily manipulated. Mm. His personality just, you know, that's just how he was. Like, he was, if somebody, like led him to do something he would most likely go along with it and that's it is possible that jack was kind of dominated by ronnie and kind of like tricked into doing things and might have been coerced or convinced into doing this um and didn't take as active of a role yeah maybe without even knowing right like Like he has that head injury so he can't remember mm -hmm. a lot of things Mm -hmm. but maybe he did that, Ronnie did that on purpose. Right, so to, he couldn't really speak out yeah, against him. Yeah, because he probably knew that he mm-hmm. was, you know, yeah. like he would confess or something yeah. or wouldn't be as strong as, as strong Ronnie as would be. Yeah. yeah. So this all whole thing begs the question, like, why would Jack agree to killing his wife just because Ronnie needed the money? Like, that just seems, you know, like that's a very drastic thing to agree to like you just married this woman and yeah this like your, is your wife right and your friend needs money and you're like okay like let's kill her like that i makes, know the perfect time you know, my honeymoon right like it just that's like a very that's one question that people had like if this theory is true that doesn't really make a lot of mm-hmm. sense because jack never would have agreed to this unless we get to theory two part two <laughs> which is christina's murder was staged so that ronald and jack could be together <gasps> So, shortly after Christina's death, Jack confessed to the public that he had been having an intimate relationship with Ronald for years. He confessed? Yes. Ronald also told police that he had had a sexual relationship with Jack, although he had said it was only for a short time and it had ended a long time ago. Oh my god, I know, it this gets is juicier. The, this is where the love triangle part comes in. I forgot about that whole thing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ronnie... 
uh, was in love with Christina. Yes. No, they were in love with each other. That's why you can never assume. I know. <laughs> Locals in Severn Falls who knew both men confirmed the, quote, close relationship that they had as it was witnessed during their many trips to the cottage. So they had taken many trips to the cottage together before. Interesting. And they said that there was, like, a lot of gossip about why Jack even got married to Christina because, like, from their point of view, he was, like, with, quote, with, like, Mm -hmm. with Ronnie. Like, they were, like, together. So they were, like... Why is he even getting married to Christina? Like, we thought yeah. he was with Ronnie. Like, it was just a surprise to the people that, like, lived that by them because them. Okay. they were just, like, very surprised that he was even marrying a woman. Yeah. He could have done it to cover up the fact because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people didn't want to come out back yes. then. Yeah. Or and it could have been their plan all along. To, like, let's find someone with yes. money and, like, do all this. Right. And even Jack's own family reportedly found the marriage surprising because, like, they knew about his relationship with Ronnie, and so they were just kind of, like, surprised as well. Yeah. So this might have been a motive Ronald had to kill Christina. So this can be either separate from the insurance part or, like, taken together with the insurance part. So it's possible that the jealousy Ronald had over Jack and Christina's relationship led him to kill Christina. If he was the one that killed them, he would have been the one to write the letters, and that seems eerily similar to, like, some things that, you know, he was writing in the letters. Like, we know that he would never have been allowed to marry Jack, or they could have never, like, really had a open relationship mm-hmm. back then. And, I mean, in one of the letters that is, quote, from Christina, she writes, or somebody writes, like, oh, if I can't have him, nobody can have him. So this might have been... Almost like projecting. Right. Ronnie writing this, like, in the voice of Christina, being like, well, if I can't have him, like, you can't have him. You know, like, I can't be in a relationship with him openly, and the fact that you married him, like, that's not acceptable to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill you. Um, So he could have had... He could have just been jealous over his relationship, led him to kill Christina, and try to stage an attempted murder of Jack by Christina to completely clear him and, like, take all the possible guilt off of them. Um, And getting rid of her would also have allowed him to collect the insurance policy. Um, Burning down the cabin would have allowed Jack to collect the insurance policy from the cabin. So he would have gotten the money Yeah, so they both were getting money. Right. They both were getting money, and they both, I mean, would have had some benefit to ending this relationship. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, citing a lack of concrete evidence, the inquest was unable to determine if Christina's death resulted from foul play, the matter was dropped, and Jack and Ronnie walked free. That's crazy, because there's yes. definitely some foul play there. Yes. They just couldn't find any, any evidence. Yeah, the most was. convincing theory is the last one, just because there is I think more so evidence too. pointing towards that, that they yeah. were a couple or they were yeah. in love. And I feel like I, even before, because I was just like reading this case like from the very beginning, like mm-hmm. I didn't didn't go to the end this time and look up the plot. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> like I was just reading it and it was like at the very beginning, they were like, oh, they all spent time together. I was like, okay, either they're like a throuple uh-huh. or like these two guys are gay. Like it's one <laughs> or the other. Like this is not surprising, you know, like. It's more weird that she was like accepting of it. Maybe right. she didn't see it. I mean, it or maybe like, oh, she, they're yeah, so cute. They're like really M- close friends. Maybe she didn't know. Like maybe that was maybe it was like like you said that was their plan all along. And I feel like even if I didn't know if I was in her position, I was just like, he's not coming to our honeymoon. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Ronnie like really won her over. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I was like, maybe they're a throuple. <laughs> That's what I thought. Or is that I was maybe like... Maybe they were. Maybe, yeah. But, I don't know. I was like, something is happening here. Like, it's not just... I don't know. So, when I read the end, like, one of the theories, I was mm-hmm. like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, that makes the most sense to me, I think. Um. Although, I do think it was more Ronnie than Jack. Like, I do think that Ronnie was kind of, like, the head of this whole thing whatever theory it was like whatever theory either yeah, if it was this insurance policy or if it was staging it so he could be with jack like i do think that ronnie was seemed more of the active participant, participant. like he just seemed like he had more to gain from 
both of these things happening. Like he was the one that needed the money. Mm-hmm. He he was the one that was going to get the money. You know, like Jack just didn't really seem like he had as much to get from this whole thing. Like he just seemed like he was content with having his best friend and like his wife. You know. Yeah. So. Um. Afterwards, after this trial, uh, Jack remarried somebody else. They separated in 1969. They never, like, officially divorced. I think they had one or two kids together. Wow, that's one. not that he remarried. Yeah. I mean, he was only married to her for, like, eight days, so. No, but I thought he was just oh, being oh, oh, oh. with his with, best friend yes. secretly. Yeah. No, he remarried. Um, I had a kid. Did they live with Ronnie? I don't think so, but they were still close. Like, him and Ronnie were still close because he, by the time he had a kid, like, this kid was two years old in 1956, um, and Ronnie was still close with him and his wife at this time, and in 1956, Ronnie gave their son a dog, like a puppy, and then moved away, and they never spoke again. I think they never heard from Ronnie again. Wow. But it, they were pretty close before because he, like, gave the kid a dog, you Yeah. Know? So it was only, like, le- nine years after this whole thing had gone down. Ronnie moved away and they never spoke again. That is so crazy. I know. <laughs> and that he, Jack, never told his kid about any of this. Like, the way that his kid found out was, like, he and his wife, or his wife was doing research on something, like, looking up old newspapers, and his wife was the one that, like, found this whole thing about, like, in... Notice that his dad's name was, like, in all of these inquest papers and everything. Imagine finding that out. That is so scary. I know. And creepy. And then they never told his dad that they figured it out. Because they said that he was, like, in really poor health at this time. And Mm. they didn't want to, like, overwhelm him with the things that they had found out or the things that they knew. So they never brought it up. (laughs) So, um, isn't that a crazy one? Yeah. Because it's just very, like, there's no concrete evidence, so you can't say it did happen or it didn't happen. Like, there's absolutely no physical evidence that points to, like, anything. Really, the only physical evidence that we have points to Christina committing suicide and attempting to murder Jack. That's the only physical evidence, evidence that they have with, like, the letters and everything. You know? Yeah. I'm just wondering if they did a search on the drive, like, mm-hmm. maybe seeing where they came from, or if they had any in the apartment. I don't think so. I think it was just noted. I mean, I couldn't find anything about that, and, like, nothing, they couldn't really link those two things back together. Like, why does Ronnie not have any right. in his system? Or did they even check him? I don't think they checked him, because he was never, like, admitted into the hospital, yeah. and he never... I mean, she was only checked because she had an autopsy done. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't think they ever checked him. But so it could be a possibility that he was also... Right. On that. Right. Okay. Um, but, yeah. That is the case of the eight-day bride. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> now are you going to be interested? I love talking about unsolved cases because, you know... You don't know. Yeah. More... Yeah. <laughs> more to light to people. Yeah. To, like, make it more known. Yeah. But I just, I hate it. I know, because there's I hate no... not knowing. There's no closure, and you just like, think... we're like, ne- probably never gonna know. No. But that's what they thought with, like, a lot of things. Like, they just found out the Lady of the Dunes. Like, that's they just true. discovered her, who she was, you know? So it's like, that, I feel like, was something people are like, oh, we're never gonna know who that was. And then they just did yeah. figure out. I mean, I don't really think that there's any way that they could figure out In anything about this case, <laughs> yeah. like, at all. Like, I just, I don't think that there is. Like, there's literally no evidence. Like, they... There's nothing. There's nothing, so... Except but, the letters. Mm-hmm. Which are, according to the court, her letters, mm-hmm. like, because they're in her handwriting. Verified by a handwriting expert. Yeah. Now I have to go into winter break with this. <laughs> and that's an announcement we didn't make. Oh, yes. That this is our, sadly, our last episode of the year. Yeah, because we're going to both be gone for, like, the entire winter break. And we have, like, three weeks off. So, or I have three weeks. I yeah, three I weeks, have three weeks. Usually two weeks. But we're going to be gone for a while. Yeah, probably so when will for, our like, next episode Probably, be? like, in a month. <gasps> okay. Yeah, well, you'll, you'll get I a think. break from us. Yeah. 
Unless we find a way to do it over like like Zoom, Zoom or something. We can try. Just the audio might be a little. Yeah. No, there's off. some. I think there's something that you can. I feel like I was listening to Killer Queens. If you don't listen to their podcast, they're really funny. You should yes, go listen to should. it. But they were saying that they record exclusively online. Like mm-hmm. they don't record in person. They only record online. That's true. They're yeah. Good. And then they said that they it wasn't over Zoom. Like they like recorded it over this. It was like a website that you, yeah, it's like a website that you go in and do it over. And like their audio is always really clear. So like I'll have to. We'll have to, yeah, do some research and get back to you all. But if not, we'll see you after the holidays. I see you, but you know Um, what I mean. Be in your ears. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we hope you have (laughs) happy holidays. Yeah. And that you take a break from whatever you're doing. Yeah, just relax, spend time with your loved ones. Yeah, and don't get high on, don't do lean. Don't do lean? Yeah. (laughs) I hope no one is out there doing lean that's listening to us. (laughs) All right, well, we will uh, catch you on the next episode. Yeah.